This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool, and we are doing something a little different this week. We've been putting the show together now for 18 months or so. So we're going to do a best of of some of the most engaging guests that we've had on the show. And please remember that everyone here that hosts the show, we work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And we're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just look up Tom Tool Sales Group. So our first segment we've got here is going to feature Eric Simon, a.k.a. The Broke Agent. You can follow him at The Broke Agent on Instagram or check out his new media website. It's BrokeAgentMedia.com. And this is one of the smartest marketing people in the real estate business. He knows social media. They're now putting news out there for real estate agents. So let's tune in to the Broke Agent segment on Tool Time Real Estate Radio. There he is, the Broke Agent, Eric Simon, a friend of mine. At least we're kind of somewhat friends. I don't know. Maybe on a good day. Um, all seriousness, uh, Eric uh, is probably one of the most present and influential people on social media in the real estate industry because there's a lot of crazy things that go on and he knows how to kind of what, what it's like on the other side. He's an agent himself. He's from California. So Eric, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and then we'll kind of talk about your, your company, The Broke Agent, and how it all started. Okay. Yeah. I could hope I could follow up that electric segment on decluttering that you guys just had <laughs> with some social media information. But yeah, my name is Eric Simon. I'm an agent in Los Angeles. I started the broke agent as a social media company six years ago where I post funny memes, gifts, videos, skits, YouTube videos, podcasts, stuff like that, that kind of covers the inner monologue of a struggling real estate agent. And it's blown up since I started and it's now becoming my full-time job. We got over half a million followers across all platforms and yes, you know, landed me a spot on the uh, Tom tool radio show. So <laughs> I couldn't be happier here. There's uh there's probably about seven people listening right now. So you've, you're going to be at 5,007 <laughs> followers or whatever the number is. Right. Uh, yeah. in, in all seriousness, uh, you know, being a real estate agent, I don't, I don't think a lot of people, the consumer doesn't get like what happens on the back end. I mean, there's people that are at their wits end in these transactions. It's emotional. Yes. It's stressful. It's also stressful being a real estate agent, which might be the reason why you got into this as your full-time job than buying and selling. So talk a little bit about that. Like what I, I know this is your full-time job now, but like how did how did it kind of evolve? Because I know you weren't always the broke agent. You were actually a real estate agent trying to sell houses. Yeah, well, I, I was always the broke agent. I just never had the Instagram <laughs> handle the broke agent. But I started off as a buyer's agent and assistant for a team in Beverly Hills, and I was sitting dead open houses two, three times a week. I had no idea what to talk about, no idea what to say. I can't even tell you the square footage of the house because I was getting absolutely no guidance. So I think there's a huge kind of education gap for agents when they first get in the industry is we have no idea how to interact with people until we actually experience it. So I had tremendous anxiety doing everything. I felt like I was an actor basically playing the role of a real estate agent in every situation. Um, and then trying to actually get leads, cold calling and door knocking was impossible for me. I also felt extremely uncomfortable on the phone. I was getting no traction, no listing appointments, and it was not what you see on million dollar listing or selling <laughs> sunset or anything like that. So it's, it's not as glamorous as everybody thinks. It's not as easy as flipping on a light switch. That's for sure. So I think a lot of people could relate with the content because 
there's a ton of agents out there also who aren't crushing it like you like you guys I mean, I, I don't know that we're crushing it. We always joke around that our show would be quarter of a million dollar listing um, because we live in Philadelphia. But uh, so it, it, you know, but you bring up a really good point. Like this is hard work. So, you know, you've been through it. You've been on the other side. And so, I mean, talk about, you know, you've got some really great content coming out. And what I love about this is that I, I think it actually provides a relief for real estate agents. And, and I, and this is probably the first time I'm ever going to compliment you. And also maybe the I last, know, seriously, this is um, a complete change of tone. You yes. just message me telling me how much you hate me. So well, it's nice. We're usually talking about the Sixers money line, but uh, that's uh, that's, exactly. that's another story. But um, so and and Stacy, I want you to jump in here with some questions because you haven't got a chance to meet Eric. But we we met at a at a Tom at the Tom Ferry Summit a couple of years ago, and I, I think why a lot of, you have such a following is because you're not. I, I don't know that you're you're creating the content in, in in terms of documenting it, but this is stuff that happens every day. And yeah, so you know what what you've probably had a lot of people reach out to you, and I see like some of the stories you post on Instagram, and I mean it's. You know, they're, they're even just sending you the content now and it's a channel. So how, do you, I'm, I'm a believer you're helping real estate agents deal with the day to day. How do you feel about that? I feel great about that. I think a lot of people message me that and say that it really helps them get through the day. And it's great to see something relatable that they're actually experiencing and seeing them tag their friends and say, hey, I remember the situation this happened to us at, you know, 1453 Apple Street or something like that, like providing a specific example. But when I first started, there was no one else that was really creating funny content in the industry. There was lighter side of real estate, but I don't really find that funny. You probably do because it's kind of more geared to fools, but it's, uh, you know, I, I think that it's better to, you know, cover just all the, the horrible stuff that happens to us because all I saw on Instagram when I first started being an agent was success story after success story, motivational quotes. Here's my listing. Here's my just sold. And it turns out 90% of agents fail in like the first three years. Right. It's eighty-seven percent and five. So that I mean, you're right. I mean, okay, close. Too, it's too many. It, it's I mean, that's that's an incredible exactly. that's an incredible rate. So yeah. Uh, well, I, so when, yeah. When I started it, it just it started picking up quickly, and then finally, agents started actually submitting content as well because they kind of felt now that someone else is doing this, they could actually show their losses, and I think that their clients and their followers are starting to relate with that a little bit more than kind of the salesy, "Hey, I'm a real estate agent," suited and booted pitch because people relate with humor and using humor and marketing on social media is definitely a, a good way to go. I mean, obviously it's working. I mean, you know, he's got, I mean, I'm looking at his Instagram profile here. He's, he's, he's got like 300, almost $300,000 follower, uh, 300, 300,000 followers, excuse me. Um, Stacy, you got any questions, jump in, but uh, you're, you're not just doing like memes and posts and gifts. You, you wrote a book, you've got a podcast, the over ask podcast. A, a selling book. Yes. Yeah. The best, it, it is a bestseller. I mean, I, I got one free from Tom Ferry's office, so I could not contribute to that. But uh, or I think you sent us one, actually. Um, but, yeah, it's the number one real estate comic book in the world because it's the only in its existence. But sold about 10 copies of that. You know, it did not, did not make me rich. My kids thought it was a coloring book. So, I mean, at least they, there was yeah, some sort of use for it. But, <laughs> I can't afford the coloring printing job, so that's, that's why. <laughs> well, but and, and also, so, but you've written a book. You have an over podcast, which... You've gotten some great guests on there. You've had Mauricio Yamansky on there. You had uh, Matt Leonetti, who I know you do a lot of stuff with. Um, you've got the BNN, the Broke News Network. Talk about what you what you talk what what you kind of cover on those different platforms because it's not all just you know Instagram funny photos. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of work that you put into this, which to me is why people follow you. Yeah, I'm trying to go the barstool approach and create an entire media company around us. 
so initially when I first started, it was just memes and tweets and kind of skit videos and stuff like that. But now that I had an audience of entertaining, I, I thought the next step would be to help educate agents as well. And of course, I'm not going to educate agents on how to sell more property because that's not what I'm good at. But I, hopefully I can put them in front of people and uh, use like my network and connections and introduce them to people that could actually help them with whether it's social media strategy or actually helping them sell homes. So yeah, we have the Broke News Network, which is kind of like a satire, two or three minute, minute like SNL style, like here's what's going on in the real estate market. Basically content that I wish I had when I first started in real estate. Because you can read Inman News and you can read HousingWire, Realtor.com and you know try to figure out what's going on in the market. But I think anything wrapped in comedy, education-wise, will be consumed and understood a little bit better. So we have that, Overast Podcast, and a couple other stuff I'm working on as well. And I think that's why this is you're so popular because it is humor. And there <laughs> there's a lot of things that go on in just, you know, a couple of hours in the day of a realtor <laughs> that um, you know, could really sink your ship. And uh I think when you find some humor in it and you can relate, oh yeah, other people are going through the same thing and have been through the same thing, and you can make light of it and and laugh about it, I think it really helps. Um let me just ask you a quick question. What were you doing before uh, you became a real, real estate agent? I worked at the Laugh Factory Comedy Club, which is a comedy club in Sunset in Los Angeles. I wasn't performing comedy. I was doing their marketing. So I basically try to help them like recuperate their sick shows on Tuesdays and Thursday nights. So I'd come up with social media promotions. So I was, I was always in the comedy world and then also doing social media. And that's kind of where I learned to write down everything funny I, I never knew what I was going to do with it. But then I also had a blog called the Pudgy Caddy, which was kind of a sports satire blog, kind of like a, a barstool sports-esque type, except with literally no no readers, no followers. And, <laughs> and then, no one was paying me, but yeah. <laughs> and then where did the idea to um, get into real estate, where did that come into play? Uh, I knew a girl at a receptionist at Hilton and Highland in Beverly Hills. I was... I quit the Laugh Factory and then I was just making Vines, which was a six second video platform, kind of like the early days of TikTok, basically. And she saw that I was unemployed and just trying to, you know, make it on social media. And she's like, you got to get a job. So I became a temporary receptionist for two weeks in a real estate brokerage and then eventually got hired as an assistant. So I kind of saw it from all angles, from like a staff position, assistant position, a team, and then an actual agent myself. Gotcha. And you hated awesome. all of them. <laughs> I yeah, honestly, I did. I did hate all of them, and I still hate it, which is why, why I'm doing this. I don't I don't see how anybody enjoys it. Enjoys it. Well, I, I mean, look, I, look, I've been doing this 20 years, and and uh, and Stacy has been, you know, Stacy's the opposite of you, where she's had great success in 12 months, but she also, uh, when I told her you were coming on, I mean, she had this is the first time they're meeting, and uh, it was excitement. It was yeah. wow, you well, it's, you know this guy, and I'm like, it's not that big of a deal, but uh, <laughs> it, but um. I mean, like, so, you know, as, as someone who didn't know Eric until literally right now, I mean, give me, give us your view of him and then maybe we can talk about some of the business attraction techniques and, and some of the, the content you're putting out, Eric. But I want to kind of hear the, the other party because we've known each other a couple of years and we, we've kept in touch. I mean, even though we don't see each other a lot when I'm in California, you're definitely someone I hit up. Well, it's you're out to analyze who I am after meeting me. After yes, exactly. This is what we do here <laughs> to go over my entire personality. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, We're talking about your brand, that. buddy. Your brand. The I broke didn't agent brand. know that, that Tom, that you guys were so tight. <laughs> I didn't realize that yeah, we, until today, and I'm like so excited. Phone. I was so happy because I follow you on Facebook, and 
I'm telling you, the stuff that you post, it's 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 just great. I mean, honestly, I love the memes because I crack up at most of them. And one of them, there is one that's my ultimate favorite. Is like, it appropriate for the radio? It might be the best one. <laughs> well, it's the one where what your family and friends think you are as a realtor and like you're, you know, waking up at 1030 a.m. And but your life really as a as a real estate agent has this little speeding car like bouncing around the roads all over the place trying to get to appointments. I, for some reason that just cracks me up. But anyway, your your content that you post all the time, it it really brings a smile to my face and it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having, I can look to that and and uh, you know, and and have a smile and a laugh. So, I appreciate Thank that. You. Yeah, it's great. She's much more genuine than me. So, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a that's a real compliment. It's a great compliment. Yes. Thank you. That's what, that's what keeps it going. Glad so, glad people are enjoying it. So you, you've grown an, an, an insane following on Instagram. And I know at one point you told me you were like shadow banned. I mean, you've had some ups and downs with the gram. So that was a lie just because my content was doing poor. So oh, okay. I, I like everyone it. Everyone I was shadow banned. Well, that, you know, so you should have blamed the algorithm. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have told anybody that now, now the cat's out of the bag with our five listeners. Well, all so, five listeners yes. are, are not going to think different, differently. <laughs> so, so in all seriousness, so you, 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 I've heard you uh, speak on other interviews before where you're getting a ton of people that will follow you just from, you know, a couple simple things. So if you're a real estate agent trying to grow your brand on a local level, cause uh, I mean, what, what are some like tips or hacks you'd have for people that are, that are checking this out now or on the replay or on YouTube or wherever else? Uh, Instagram reels is the number one thing I'd be doing right now. Anytime Instagram comes out with new, a new feature, whether it was IGTV, stories or whatever it is, it really pushes that content more than anything. And Instagram Reels has its own explore feed and its own algorithm, kind of similar to TikTok. So if you're not posting Reels, it's going to be really tough to grow right now because Instagram's suppressing all the other content. So if I'm just doing a regular meme post or a tweet post, that performs like a third of what an actual Instagram Reel does. So vertical video for sure is what you should focus on, whether it's TikTok, Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts is coming out with something, Facebook's going to have vertical video as well. You're doing reels. I see Tom there. Yes. You know, you're doing like reaction videos. You and Byron are playing off of each other, which is good. But that's the kind of content people like to consume now is 15 second high quality vertical video. But as far as other engagement tactics on, on Instagram, you want to be commenting on other pages within the industry that are similar to yours so that your name actually pops up. So for me, I comment on Inman News, the article that you just wrote, which is from Inman News. That's a popular real estate blog and media company. I comment on Tom Ferry, a popular real estate coach, your page, just to like keep my name out there. And then you got to respond to every comment. And it's just kind of like a give and take on social media. So the more you're engaged with the platform, the more engagement you're also going to get. And you also have to post consistently. So I'm always posting two or three times a day, variety of content using all of Instagram's features, and then posting eight to 15 Instagram stories a day because the more stories you post and the more people interact with your stories, the more they're going to interact with your actual content. Love it. So, I mean, that, and that's, you know, that, that's an important thing. I mean, you guys write that stuff down, that, that especially for anyone trying to build a brand, doesn't matter if it's real estate or otherwise, that's going to be the easiest, most organic way to do it. And that's why, you know, Eric is so on top of this because he understands the content to put out and then actually puts the work in to create it which is, it's, it's not easy posting all that on social media. I think a lot of people think it's like, oh yeah, they're, they're just on social media all the time. You got to natively upload all this stuff. You're responding back to people. It, it's a lot of work. It's time consuming. My entire day. Yeah. I, <laughs> all I do is post on social media. Literally, I, I wake up at 7am and start posting Instagram stories. And then I have other accounts too. I have bad real estate picks. I have the over podcast, the broke news network. So I'm trying to 
keep all these other channels populated, plus the Facebook page, plus the Twitter, plus the TikTok. So I'm glad that you recognize that it's it's not not that easy. Easy. It, it, look, I'm I'm trying to do it on on a real estate level. I know Stacy does the same thing, and we're you know we're not you know we're not doing it nearly at the level you are. And and the point is that it takes a lot of work, and you got to have a plan to do it. I mean, you just listed out like five or six things anyone can implement right now. And the same thing goes for, you know, if you're like a local restaurant listening and you want to, you know, build, build your brand that way. I mean, all, any local business can do this. And I think that's why it's so relevant you coming on because you scaled something to a level where if you're in real estate, unless you're living under a rock or you're opening your cell phone to make calls, you know who the broke agent is. So um, we've got about five minutes left here. So, uh, you know, I, I, you mentioned something that I find really interesting, um, the bar stool of real estate and evolving the brand. So I'm, I, I love that idea. And if you look at what Dave Portnoy does, I mean, pizza reviews are kind of what really ramped things up for him. So what's coming down the pike for the broke agent? How are we going to, how can I help you become the bar stool? I don't think I really can, but if I can, I'm happy to do it. W what does that mean? I mean, cause I don't, some people may not know what Barstool is. So yeah, Barstool is a, a sports media site that is kind of like the average sports watcher and they have betting sites, they have podcast network, they have, YouTube videos, they have a blog. So it's basically just like the common sports fans uh, sports blog. So I'm trying to do that with real estate. And what I need help with is I need more creators. I need more real estate agents that are actually producing content, producing funny content. And I'm finally starting to come across a lot. There's a guy named Matt Leonetti out in Canada. Hysterical. He's doing hilarious Instagram reels. He's doing music videos. He's doing rap videos. And he's the guy that I host the Overass podcast with. There's a guy named Ben Fisher in Long Beach who I'm doing the Broke News Network with or was doing the Broke News Network with. And what I need is just more voices. I need a female voice as well. Like right now, it's just like three guys just constantly talking about real estate. And I think I need to bring on other perspectives. I mean, I think most realtors actually are women. I think it's like 55%. Yeah, it's 55%. Yeah. That statistic. No, you're okay, right. Good. Got that one. That's the only thing I know <laughs> is that 87% fail in the first five years and 55% of agents are realtors. That's literally the only thing I know about real estate. Um, so yeah, I, I need more content creators and I need more avenues. I want more podcasts kind of like yours that are more educational in real estate. Mine's kind of a focus on social media. I want to create like an actual show which is a, you know, kind of curb your enthusiasm-esque of real estate, where it's a, you know, actual actor walking around and dealing with all these crazy situations, whether it's just like a YouTube short form or an actual, you know, 20, 30 minute Facebook watch show, something like that. And then we're building out the merchandise, which I think is going to be really cool. I'm completely revamping the store, the brokeagentstore.com with kind of funny real estate merch for agents to wear, where they could promote their business without really promoting their business without looking like a you know a jerk about it basically so that's kind of the direction i want to take it in and yeah the, the main goal really is just to find and attract talent so i can help that talent grow on my social media by posting them and then they can help the brand grow by posting content as well so if any of our five listeners are interested in getting into uh content creation with the broke agent um yeah. so how does how does people get in touch with you in all seriousness i mean i know instagram's a great way and and you will Eric does, he responds to everything. I mean, I, I like that is a lot of work and just to you. Oh, thank you. You, you see, you blew it. You, you could have just said that it would have been fine. You can't take the compliment. So uh, well, I know well, I, I have our conversation flagged, but you can reach me DMs or info at the So you're looking for content creators. I, I love that. I think that that's really important. You got the broke agent store. 
Follow him on Instagram. He's got the Overask podcast, BNN. So, you know, with we got a minute and a half here. Real estate agents out there, you, you gave them a lot of tips. What's uh, maybe one thing that, you know, if they, they you haven't talked about it, they can implement today that's going to help their business? You're asking me to give advice. From a social media standpoint. Yeah, social okay, media good. standpoint. From a social media standpoint. You only sold like three houses, so we can't really use you for anything more than social media. <laughs> this year, hey. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would just post as consistently as possible and try to be funny with your marketing or actually, you know, implement some of your personality. There's so many agents that are posting the exact same thing, whether it's just sold templates, just listed templates, or a picture of them in front of a car with a motivational quote slapped to it. You got to be different <laughs> and stand out from all these agents. So use your personality. If you like the Sixers, if you like the Eagles, post about that because you're actually going to attract people that like things that you like, and then they're going to want to work with you. So you want to show who you are and then also video as much as possible. So vertical video and just constantly keep showing yourself and be top of mind because that's our goal, right? Is to just be top of mind. So. Well, yeah, exactly. only 5% of the population is actually making a real estate decision. So there are a lot of times that, you know, they don't even want to think about it because it's so horrible going through these transactions, which is what the whole, whole thing platform is all about. Buying a home or already own one. We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. For the best local mortgage service and great rates on your money, look no further than Mortgage America. We've been operating in the greater Philadelphia area for 40 years with a focus on smooth, easy access to home purchasing. Whether you're a first-time buyer, upsizing or downsizing, or just refinancing, we have programs for you. We also have closing cost assistance programs and access to subsidized interest rates. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. To learn more, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. We always have a person available to take your call with around-the-clock human service. Purchase your home with the personalized local service you find at Mortgage America. Mortgage America is an equal housing lender, NMLS 128501. Welcome back to Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool, and everyone here on the Tool Time Real Estate Radio Show works with the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline the number one REMAX team in Pennsylvania since 2018. And our next best of segment features Laura Cordaro of La Lee Hair Lounge in Ardmore. I would argue the best salon in the main line. And Laura has worked as a stylist and now as a local business owner. And her interview here I found really interesting because it talks about personal journey, personal responsibility, going from someone that's an executor to a business owner Super relevant for a lot of folks and a great local business right in Ardmore. You can check them out at lollyhairlounge.com. It's L-A-L-L-I hairlounge.com. Tune in to our next interview. We have Laura Cordaro here of Lolly Hair Lounge. Laura Cordaro, Lolly Hair Lounge. I've been a, like a customer there for a very long time, uh, but 
Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where people can find you, how they can get connected with your business, and then we can kind of take it from there. Yeah, so, of course, Instagram. We're all on Instagram. At Lolly Hair Lounge 30. That's our main Instagram. I have my own personal. It's uh, Lara Cordhero. Little play on words there. That's pretty good. I thought about that one at midnight one night. I was like, I got to change my handle. This is awesome. You know, next day I was like, it's not that cool, but okay, we'll we'll stick with it. Already changed it at that point. Yeah, (laughs) it was already done. Um, Yeah, we're at 30 Rittenhouse Place in Ardmore, PA. Um, I have been there for about 13 years now. I actually assisted, trained, and became a stylist there under someone else for about nine years. And then the then owner of the salon turned to me after having two children and said, I can't be the boss that I need to be and the business owner that I need to be. I want to sell you my business and I want to come work for you. So I've owned the business for about three years now. So what what I love about what, what you just told us there is like it was something where you were working in the business and then you wanted to, you know, take some ownership in it. So yes. like what made you get to that decision? Because a lot of people don't want to do that. Like they're very afraid of like the accountability or the responsibility of now instead of everyone talking to Jen and they're looking to her, they're coming to you. And uh, it, it's not a lot of folks want to do that or it's just not in their DNA. Yeah. So it was definitely a struggle at first because I was always the employee and then all of a sudden I was the boss. And for me, it was always a dream and a goal. And I did do, so my father's a professor in business, um, entrepreneurship and real real estate. And he's also a real estate agent. So when I was 18 out of high school, he was like, you have to at least do one year of college. And after that, if you still want to do hair and makeup, you can go and pursue your dream. I did that one year and I studied business and marketing. And I always knew I wanted to work for myself and be a business owner. That was always the goal. I didn't know what that looked like per se, but after going to cosmetology school, getting the experience, I still had that in the back of my mind. And I hate to say it in such a way, but it really did fall in my lap. I worked for someone. I loved the location. I loved my clientele. And after nine years, I was like, oh, okay, I manifested this and and here we are. Like I did, of course, put in the work and I worked really, really hard for it, but it did kind of fall in my lap. Although, I mean, you were the one that she went to and felt yes. that you were like capable Good and point. ready right. and could handle doing it. Yes. Um. So I'm sure all of that, you know, Played led apart. up to it. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity to learn. I I think it's so important in every industry to have a mentor, and she was definitely my mentor. I had many along the way, but she really taught me the business from the ground up. She laid out the plan. She said, be so good to your clients. They will come back to you. The families of those clients will come to you, and you'll just build and build and build, and and she was right. People say that. You said you manifested it, and and so, like, was that, like, it sounds like you had, like, a vision board and, like, a plan, like... Because we get a lot of realtors that tune into this, and this is a lot of stuff like we train on from day one in our organization. Yes. I think it's so important from day one, figure out a plan and and put in the time. Like when you're, you're 18, 19, you're struggling, you're trying to figure out what you want to do in life. You're like, oh, my God, I have no freaking idea. I think if you just sit down, say, what do I love? How do I make money doing it? And how do I make an impact on my community? So that's it. And figure it out from there. And, and if you have to make a vision board and you're a visual person like <laughs> myself, then then there you have it. Do that for sure. 
You also like I, I I know you pretty well. I mean, I've been come. I think I've been coming to the salon for like twelve years or something yes, like that. Yes, probably. Um, I think and, so. Uh, so. Something crazy. Yeah. And one of the things you've always talked to me about is like you're always like trying to like get more education, mm-hmm. which like I, you don't hear a lot of people doing that. And, you're never done. And in, in, in any business, but especially I think you I think yours uh, as much as real estate. I mean, we always talk about this stuff. So. Talk about how you see value there and then like some of the continuing education that's available because I, I really didn't know any of this until you told me. Yeah, so the industry is always changing and much like your industry, you're always needing to get your license again and go back and, and we don't really have to continue our education, but like anything else in life, it becomes stagnant. So finding out you know, like-minded humans who are creative and seeing what they're doing and, and it just sparks more and it just becomes kind of like a better continuation of of your your resume really like oh my god extensions are changing and there's a better way of doing it there's a better way there's a better color out like this is healthier on your hair olaplex oh my god this is insane like you can actually create healthy hair from crappy hair so it's just there's always (laughs) something like yeah olaplex plug for sure um yeah i just there's always something to be learning and there's also as a human being like if you're trying to better yourself you're just gonna you're gonna be better at business you're gonna be a better family member just it it grows in other areas of your life I, i believe probably the best part of my day lately is training my new girls so just kind of like, you know, I hire them right out of school. They know nothing. And that's what I like to do. I like to hire someone who is at the entry level and I can just kind of curate this human into this perfect stylist and, you know, show them my vision and kind of make that their vision a little bit too. And it's really great to see like the the aha moment and the spark. And it's like, oh, I kind of get it. And it clicks and you see that very interesting. Yeah. And I'm sure getting someone um, right out of school, kind of like blank slate, um, you're able to show them the way that you want things done and they don't, they're not already like they don't stuck have any in. bad habits. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what Hard you learn, learn in school is a little different than the real world in pretty much everything. Sure. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Much like mm-hmm. real estate, you learn to pass the test mm-hmm. and then you get out of school and you're like, oh, I actually know nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> So, so you talked about like creating culture um, and how you had to kind of reset when you you uh, took over the salon. And so Stacy and Sa- the same thing happened to us a couple of years ago. And Stacy and Sarah were like there when it was it was like pretty it was pretty crazy. I think you were like, what the hell is going on at one point? Uh, I mean, it was it was a little wild. So yeah. how did you navigate that? Because I, I'm a big believer in cultural fit is like number one. Anytime we, we bring somebody on because they're going to be a jerk or they're going to go against the grain. It's just it's going to be bad for everybody. Yes. It's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I've been through that. I, I mean, we've all actually all of us have been through it based on what you're telling us here. And it's it's not easy. So h- how did you navigate that for like the business owner that's going through that real estate team leader or someone that owns a salon? Because th- this is a real thing in today's world, especially now when people value their time probably more than ever, especially post pandemic. Yeah. So one bad seed, you know, spoils the bunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So as a stylist working under somebody else, I always felt like the environment was a little funky, but I never really thought about it from a business owner perspective. And then once the roles were reversed, I was like, oh, wow. And everybody would come to me and say, oh, this person, this person, that. And, you know, I had to really like sit down and have a hard conversation. This person's bringing in money, but they're ruining the environment. 
And, you know, nobody wants to be in that. And the clients feel it, too. And I'm sure you know how that is when you're working with somebody and you're just like, I just don't want to be near them. They have that bad energy. So, so were there people that you knew from when you took over? Like, all right, there were like a couple that you're like, I just know this is going to have to change right away. Yeah. I kind of tried to give them a few chances. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot of respect there. And I felt like if I'm not being respected and you're not seeing the vision that I'm trying to create here, mm-hmm. this just is not going to work. So it was a very easy decision. So I, I've also like seen you, I mean, like I, I have a different perspective here because I, I've seen you like grow these people and you say you really enjoy that. So like you say you hire them new, but like how new are we talking? And I, I agree with you on the blank slate because both Stacey and Sarah were brand new to real estate when they came on. I mean, that that we, we have a very similar avatar there in, in terms of who we hire. What are some of the advantages there and maybe some of the challenges with training someone that's brand new as well? Because it doesn't, you know, it, it sometimes, getting started is probably the hardest part in any business. Yeah. So I actually have two assistants that are still in school at the moment. So I hire them. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about how I hire somebody. So I went to Jean Madeline Aveda Institute, which is at um, Penn's campus in Philadelphia. I follow their Instagram. They will share a story of a stylist that's at the school. I will then follow that stylist. I will then DM that stylist. I will talk a little bit about what they like and I'll follow their education and I'll I'll then find out if they're a good fit for the salon. I'll then bring them on part-time and then once they graduate, they'll be full-time. So it's kind of like they can dip their toe in the water while they're still getting their education and it just launches their career that much more and their education that much more because they're getting the experience while they're still in school. So yeah, so really still very, very ground level. Love that. I mean, you see, we have the same people walk through the door at our place all the time. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, so we got like seven minutes left. Tell us about the salon. What can people get done there? I mean, you know, besides men's haircuts, which is not that exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, we've got haircuts. We've got color. We've got extensions. I do makeup. I have two other girls that do makeup. We do a ton of weddings and special events, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, huge in our community. Um, yeah, we do it all. Just not nails, but there's a place right next door. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, for people that are having a wedding and they would want to come out and do hair and makeup, would you go to yes, their venue? Yes, Absolutely, okay. yep. I usually have them come into the salon for a trial for both mm-hmm. hair and makeup. Um, a couple of months before, we work out a timeline. I make sure we have enough stylists. Maybe we bring some assistants. Everyone is able to relax that day. We come to them. Everything is taken care of. The last thing you kind of mentioned here, and I, I'm really interested in this part because um, you, sent, you sent me a lot of great stuff, is that you talk about your vision, right? What does that look like for a salon? Because a lot of people, I, I, I'm not one of them, but a lot of people think, oh, it's, you know, you just get your hair cut there. Or you just go sell some houses. People don't get that there has to be a vision behind every business. So yes. what, what does that look like for you and for your, for your company? So for me, it's just about, you know, clients always right kind of thing it's it's that's a very basic blanketed statement but if people love coming to my salon and they want to keep coming and they want to tell their friends and they want to talk about it we're doing something right if I can instill that into my future stylists and they feel like they own a piece of that business and they have a little business within my business then I'm doing something right and that's it it's just like spreading the joy of being a stylist you know and I think like with something like being a stylist, you if you're doing a good job, it's not like, oh, in 
you know, five years when we're ready to move again, maybe I'll think of you or as people come up, I'll refer mm-hmm. you out. Like that's something that like you, people get on a schedule, you know, maybe every eight weeks they yes. come back or every like 15 weeks or however often it is. And I'm sure you notice if all of a sudden they drop off and yes. it's like, what and happened? They book before they leave. Right. And it's so, it's like a, a prideful, really special feeling when people like, I need to rebook. I need to come back. I mm-hmm. want to see you ASAP. Like it's, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's such a personal experience. Absolutely. Yeah, you, and, and, and it's relationships. It is a relationship mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And if people move, they get upset. They're mm-hmm. like, I'm going to miss you, you know, mm-hmm. and we've had people drive from New York or wherever like, well, I'm, I'm still going to come back. I'm going to need to see my family. So I'll just come back and see you. So it's really something. So what, what anything else that people need to know about the salon? Because I want to make sure we give everyone gets all the information. Hopefully you get a ton of bookings after this. Yeah, like, so is it nice. best to go to the website? Like, what's the yep, what's the easiest so way for you? There's actually a couple of ways to book with us. You can go to lollyhair.com. You can go to our Instagram. You can now text us at 484 484- 297-2014 if you want to text us to book you can feel free there are many people on the other end of that line we are not robots and you can also call <laughs> us at 610-649-8600 um yeah we can't wait to see you the real estate market is red hot have you considered taking advantage call the tom tool sales group at remax at 610-692-6976 or visit our website tomtool.com to connect and take advantage of these market conditions you shouldn't have to deal with all the red tape when getting your mortgage from a big or online bank. At Mortgage America, we have access to big bank money, but with the personalized and detailed service of a local bank. We are here in your community and ready to serve with fast settlements, low down payment options, and first-time homebuyer programs. Pre-approval is free, no costs or commitments. For more information, visit our website at mymortgageamerica.com or give us a call at 610-439-8000. Mortgage Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. All right, all right, all right. We are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool and our whole team that works on the show here. We work at the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania since 2018. We're streaming live every week on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Just check out Tom Tool Sales Group. Our last interview, and these were three killer interviews, by the way, is Luke Acri, the president of Reminder Media and the host of the Stay Paid podcast. And Luke is a very disciplined guy. He talks a lot about mindset, talks a lot about how to get better every single day. I found this interview super engaging. So tune in to listen to Luke Acri from Reminder Media. We're here to talk about Reminder Media. We've got Luke, their CEO, in the house. Thank you again for coming on. This has been an awesome show. And Luke, how does everyone get in touch with you? And then why don't you start just telling us the story about your company and, and how you got to where you are and what you guys do? Yeah, love it. So everybody can connect with me on social. It's probably the best way. You can find me at Luke Acre. You can find my company at Reminder Media. Um, and then, of course, ReminderMedia.com if you want to check out what we do. Um, so 
Uh, what it is, in essence, if people are wondering what is Reminder Media, what, what do we do? We are a marketing company. We want to step in and help give you the highest quality touch points, automate it for you so you don't have to do it yourself. But most importantly, we're not just a print company or you know a Chotsky company or something like that. Mm -hmm. We want to give you proven strategies. How many times should you actually send somebody something to get them to remember you? What should you send them to cause people to actually become raving fans? That's really been our focus. It's been unbelievable. A lot of ups and downs I could share, but it's been an amazing journey so far. Well, and that, that's really the backbone of the real estate business. So many people forget to nurture their clients. I mean, it, it's like 72% of uh, consumers, something like this, they said they use their agent again, but only like 12% keep in touch. I yeah, mean, it's those crazy. are rough numbers, like, but they're, they're, they're accurate. So um, I, I think it's an amazing journey in the fact that you were able to you know, find someone that you trust and, and kind of a family business. I mean, I, yep. I certainly am familiar with that. So you know, for someone that wants to get in touch with your company, like where do you start? You're talking yep. about like postcards. I know you guys do some magazines. Yep, magazines. Yep. You got a killer podcast, which I want to get into too. But someone that wants to reach out to you, what what questions should they be asking themselves? Yep. And like, who's your ideal client that you're looking for? Yep. So ideal client tends to be service-based professionals. So we work in 140 different industries. Main industries are real estate, financial advisors, insurance agents. If you If you think about your business, you go, my main business comes from referrals and comes from repeat transactions, nurturing the relationships, we would be an ideal marketing company for you because we want to help you really come in and go, okay, how many times should you touch that client a year? You know, and we have found, you know, just give some numbers for people so they can apply this, is we have found about 26 touch points a year. T keeps you top of mind. You can't almost do too many. I have a client that does about $6 million. Makes $6 million a year, does 200 plus touch points a year for their clients. Now, that's a little bit out there and extreme, but it shows you it's very hard to do too many, mm -hmm. but you can definitely do too little. So about 26 touch points a year is where we try to try to set up for people and get them started on this touch point campaign. I would encourage people to think through this when you think about your business is I call it the FIT acronym. And what I was trying to do when I created this acronym is trying to go, okay, We've been at this for over a decade. We've worked with 100,000 clients, 140 different industries, hundreds of millions of pieces of mail, millions of evil, or emails. What is it that works in marketing? And we boiled it down to fit. Fit makes it memorable. So if your marketing's out of shape for your business, it's not getting you deals, you gotta get it in shape. It's frequency, impact, and trust. And the key really that we're trying to set up for you is we wanna make sure that you have the right frequency where you're touching your clients frequently enough so they don't forget you, but frequency we chose specifically because it has two meanings. You think of frequency kind of like a radio show. Mm -hmm. You guys are tuning in right now to this radio show. It's a frequency on the radio station. Some people like country music. Some people like hip-hop music. You've got to go to the frequency that you like to get the music you want. Your clients are the same way. Don't communicate with them the way you want to. Communicate the, the way they want to be communicated with. So it's a bunch of different frequencies. So that's, you know, maybe email. It's maybe phone calls. It's maybe print. It's maybe text messages, social. So we give you frequency. We give you all these different mediums. We give you impact because that's really focused on personalization in your marketing and quality. And then ultimately it's trust. What I love about things like this show is you're putting out trust because you're giving people education. Education is one of the best ways to build trust. So we give people educational content that they can send out. We give them fun content that they can send out. I always call it the three E's, entertainment, education, endearment. That's kind of where we circle our content. So our goal is if you're a service-based professional, we want to set you up with marketing campaigns that hit frequency, impact with your clients, ultimately brand you as the person of trust. That's when they're going to use you. And we do that through a myriad of different ways and mediums. 
And our goal is to be the marketing coach for you so you don't have to spend any time doing it. So you, you talked about educational content. You also got a killer yeah. podcast. I think there's 323 episodes on it right now. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. But how do you stay consistent with that? And what do you do to like, what kind of content are you putting out there? Or what kind of educational information are you putting out there? Because obviously that's something you're big on. We're big on yeah. it here. And I, I don't think people do that enough. And it, it's a lot of work. So we, the, the main purpose of the podcast is we want to give a podcast that gives you the best sales and marketing strategies to build a scalable and repeatable business. And the key for us was we want to, you know, focus on principles too, but we really want to boil each podcast down to an action item, something that you can literally take away, implement in your business tomorrow to change the game. And it's been amazing. I, I can't believe how big it's gotten. It's been so fun. Some days it's it's taxing because it's a lot. When you're, you guys know this from doing the radio show, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much time I'm spending on this podcast. A lot, lot of prep. People don't get yeah. that. They think you just jump on and start talking, but I mean, you know, you have to you have, a, do have your a format. Research. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's been it's been an amazing ride. Um, our goal, it's called Stay Paid. Our goal is we want to give you tangible marketing tips that you can take away that help you grow your business. We want to bring in actual practitioners, best in the industry. So we bring in really bright people from the insurance space, from the financial space, from the real estate space. And then we bring in top coaches like Tom Ferry that mm -hmm. has, has been on the show. And we try to really pick their brain and go, hey, what are some of the marketing strategies that have really helped you grow? And we try to give all that stuff away. And what I have found is if you give away all your stuff for free, you end up getting it tenfold because our business has continued to grow. And then relationships like this develop. It's just been an amazing journey doing it. Well, the thing about giving everything away for free, too, is that, unfortunately, very, a very small percentage of the people that listen are actually going to do it. And Correct. a lot of people already know what to do. It's just a matter of taking action. So when you have that kind of fixed mindset that you don't want to share what you're doing, it, it, it never works out. You've got to be focused on other people. So I, so I love that. So we got four minutes here. What else should people know about your company? What do you, yeah. what do you want to know about you, Luke? I mean, I know you got a beautiful wife, a daughter, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, so. I, I have a one-year-old. Yeah, it's yes. unbelievable. It's changed the game for me. Yeah. Here's what I would tell people is that um, you said take action, right? I'm very passionate about it. That's actually printed on my shirt. It is the slogan. Show it to the camera here. Make yeah, sure there they we see. Go. It is the slogan of our podcast. And what I have found is that the stats are horrendous in every industry of the failure rate. With mm -hmm. like in, in financial services, it's 90%. You know, in real estate, it's like 87%. Within a few years of being in the industry, why do people fail? It's not because they don't know what to do. It's because they don't do it. And when you think about why they don't do it, it's because it starts in the mindset. And what I would tell people all the time, and this is what gets me going and excited, is that I don't, I don't want to just be a marketing company. Mm -hmm. Actually, the mission and vision of our company, our vision is to empower entrepreneurs to live a life of freedom. Like our vision is to help people have freedom in their lives. Our mission, how we do that is to tactically help you close more deals and retain the business you have. But I always want to encourage people that, look, it starts in the mindset. And if you're a student of Tony Robbins, you know, hey, what do you need to do to be successful? You need to have focus, take massive action, and then apply consistency. And if you have focus, massive action, and comply, apply consistency, you will be successful. Most people, they never get the focus, and then they never put in the massive action, and then they quit when they're two months in. Yep. And the same applies to your marketing strategies. It's, oh, you know relationships are the currency to this business. So you got to take massive action and make sure you're doing the touch points. And you can't just do two touch points and expect that person to be a raving fan and give you referrals. you got to actually spend the time. If you go on one date, the person's not going to marry you. Well, usually. <laughs> Depends where you're at. Maybe in Vegas. What about those TV shows, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> Maybe that, right? But you normally have to nurture it. You normally have to take massive action and be consistent, and eventually it ends up where you want it to be. Tom's smiling. But it ends up where you want it to be. 
And just where I'm passionate about is helping entrepreneurs today realize that it's not rocket science. No offense. I I mean, I'm not beating you up, but you're probably not. It's you're just definitely like not rocket science. Yeah, I'll be, just, I say that all the time. You're so. just like me, meaning like there is nothing special about me. I went to community college. I went to the community college and I love community college, but there's nothing special. It's just focus, massive action, consistency. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, and you know, you said it yourself. I mean, there could be people that are the smartest people in the room, but if they don't take action, they're not doing it. Everyone knows what they need to do. It's about actually doing it. And I, I would even take it one step further that you got to inspect what you're doing too and see where the holes yeah, are. Because if you're not doing that, then you can't get better because you know persistence without insight, it's just it's going to lead to the same result so every good. time. So. so good. And so where can people find you? I know we, okay. I want to plug the, plug the, the company again, ReminderMedia.com. Yep, ReminderMedia.com. In social, I'm at Luke Acri. Um, you can find me. Instagram is probably where I'm most popular, Facebook. And then you can find our company at ReminderMedia on all channels. We'd love to connect with you. If you need help with marketing, we want to help you. Yeah, and follow all the, all, Luke on all the social media channels. It's a Stay Paid podcast. Great content there. You can-